Well, I'm Dr. Patty Ferris. I'm a board-certified dermatologist, and I'm the host of this episode of Skincare Confidential. This podcast is an outreach of a meeting that I started with my colleague, Dr. Ted Lane, called the Science of Skincare Summit, and it's a meeting designed to teach healthcare professionals about the science behind topical skincare. So we are really excited today to have Dr. Mamina Terregano as our guest. I know that name is a mouthful, but most people know her as Dr. Mamina M-A-M-I-N-A. And I wanted to speak to Mamina because she's one of the biggest, has one of the biggest followings in social media of all dermatologists. And she's also extremely accomplished. So I'm going to spend just a minute, Mamina. I know how humble you are, but I'm going to spend a minute talking about you. So Mamina graduated from LSU Medical School. She went to Georgetown University where she got double boarded in dermatology and in internal medicine. She worked a little while in Washington, D.C., and then she decided to go out to UCLA and get boarded in dermatopathology. So she is a triple boarded dermatologist, which is extremely rare and extremely accomplished. And then recently she went and got certification in integrative dermatology. And one of the things I love about you, Mamina, is that you're like a brainiac but you're also like the coolest, hippest, out there chick I know. So, I mean, she's like this dichotomy of, I don't know, I've never met anybody like Mamina ever. Mamina and I practiced together for five years. We had an outrageous amount of fun. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be really helpful, especially for some of our younger dermatologists who are kind of just starting their practices to talk about social media and how you got into social media and really what social media can do for you as a practitioner. So I'm going to turn it over to you to talk about how you got into social media and especially that first viral post that you had. Yes. Well, thank you so much for that amazing introduction. What a compliment. <laughs> thank you. And I'm so happy to be here and talk to you. Um, yeah. Always love any opportunity I can to, to talk with you. Um, but this is a great and fun subject. And I think also very helpful subject. So I moved back to New Orleans after I did my fellowship. I moved back in 2016. New Orleans is pretty saturated with dermatologists. And I kind of wanted to make a name for myself. I always had an interest in taking a holistic or integrative approach to dermatology. And so I started a professional Instagram account at that time that looked more at diet, supplements, lifestyle changes that can you know, affect your overall health and improve your skin. And I gained a little bit of traction on that. I probably garnered about 10,000 followers uh, leading up to 2020. And then when COVID hit, you know, we were home a lot. We spent some time in the office. That was that was an interesting Not time. Much. <laughs> Not, <Yeah>. much. <laughs> um, Not much. But yes, but we started doing a lot online. And it was interesting. You know, I was posting more on Instagram, gaining more followers. And TikTok, the company, reached out to me. And I don't know how they found me, but they were reaching out to professionals or people who were good at their craft to bring more educational content to TikTok. They wanted to expand it to, from more than just dancing and lip syncing. And so I was enrolled in this TikTok educational initiative and I had to post like every day for six weeks straight. It was a lot oh, of work. Wow. Yes. Wow. And it felt like a thankless job because they did pay me a little bit of money, but it was so much work. And I was putting out all these educational videos about skin cancer yeah. and, you know, nothing really gained traction until about a month into this, I posted a video. I was on a trip with my mom and 
you know, we were just on a beach trip and we she was eating a banana for breakfast. And then she proceeded to use this banana peel on her face. Like she literally was rubbing her face with it. And I'm like, this is insane. I got to record this. This is hilarious. <laughs> and, you know, and I asked her like where she came up with this. She's like, I just did it on my own. And then I started doing research on the benefits of bananas. And I saw that there was some interesting information out there. There are some skin benefits. I mean, it's not, I don't, I wouldn't recommend as a go-to, but I thought this is a fun video because um, it's really quirky. My mom's doing this thing. Let me provide some scientific, some, you know, potential scientific evidence some behind light, it. Light science. Light, light science. science. Exactly. <laughs> And before I knew it, it, the video went viral. I woke up the next morning with, you know, over a million views. My, oh my gosh. I, I, I gained, I think, 300,000 followers that week oh, on wow. TikTok. And then it kind of spilled over onto Instagram. And then it just kind of took off from there. <laughs> I know. And, and the irony of you were doing all, and, and you're a great content creator. I, I love watching everything oh, you, you do. But but you were doing all this educational stuff, but it was this kind of quirky video with your mom, exactly. who is, by the way, totally adorable and, you know, charming in her own way. And so yeah. she has sort of her own little TikTok because you oh. ended up doing a series, right? Yes. Of things I learned from my mother. Exactly. Is that what you call it? I started a series, Sometimes Strange Anti-Aging Tips I Learned from My Japanese Mother. And people just became huge fans of my mother. Um, and then they <laughs> saw that I was providing other skincare advice too. So that's why they they started following me. But yeah, it, people love, I'm noticing on social media, people love affordable, easily accessible things yeah. that they could do for their skin. And so this yeah. was like, wait, I have bananas in my house, easy. And then, you know, yeah. people or always love- Or I can love... go to the drugstore and get a, you know, exactly. a drugstore brand. They love drugstore yeah. favorites. Yeah. And I, I think especially the TikTok um, audience, mm -hmm. it's a younger audience in general. And so those super expensive, probably not worth it products, they're not likely to buy. Right. And so I, I think that really plays very well. So tell us like what your week looks like, because I know you spend a lot of time creating content. So give us a little nutshell of what your week looks like. Yeah. So because I've gotten so involved with social media, I now see patients three days a week. Um, and I spend at least one day of the week doing social media planning and filming. And I do have you know, people who work with me, I have a social media manager and people who help with editing and posting. And we, you know, we meet and we go over content ideas and then I film and then, you know, and then I give them content to help edit. I do initially, I, and I still do a lot of my own editing. It's hard yeah, for you me to doing, I was yeah, doing most of my editing. It's hard for me to let go, right? It's, it's really hard, hard for me to let go. I know. But I've learned I the importance of, that. yes. Um, but definitely, de you know, delegating has been a game changer. And then, you know, once we got the videos together, then I would spend another day kind of organizing the content, like coming up with my captions and, you know, posting schedule. Um, yeah. yeah. And I know you've got a little studio set up in the house. I do have a studio. Makes it super, yeah. It makes it super easy for you to create the content. Yes. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I found that lighting is so important. <laughs> everything. Um, people everything. just pay attention because you need to grab that attention in the first like two seconds of your video. So if you have a good quality, good lighting, good, well-lit video that can, you know, make a huge makes difference. Makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So yeah. interesting. So are you, you're also on Instagram. I mean, yes. you cross uh, 
takes a lot of your TikTok comes up on Instagram. Are you yes. on any of the other platforms? What else are you on? Yes. So YouTube has also come out with something that's similar to IG Reels and TikTok, short form oh. video. It's called YouTube Shorts. So I also post a lot of the same content on YouTube. And then I've also been posting a lot of stuff on Facebook too, on my professional Facebook account. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you're, mm -hmm. you're real, pretty much everywhere. So yeah. I'm just going to like go through a few interesting statistics that I yeah. found. There was a study that was done by the ASDS, which is the American Society for Dermatologic Surgery, for those who don't know. And I think it, it, the statistics are pretty impressive. First of all, in terms of buying skincare products, social media was the third, one of the top three factors for people in picking a skincare mm. product. Wow. So they're really looking at the content that people like you are creating. Yeah. Um, it was the sixth most important factor for a cosmetic procedure. Ah. So people are getting a lot of information about doing, well, you know, and you see it Definitely. when you look at TikTok mm -hmm. and Instagram, a lot of information about procedures. Yeah. And then 41% of the patients followed their own physician on Instagram and 43% of consumer decisions to schedule an appointment came from social media posts. So ah. I remember when your TikTok went wild uh -huh. <laughs> and I remember the phone started ringing globally, right? Yes. So, people and that was from, some yeah, people from all, all over, over. Calling, like, I want to see her. And we're like, uh, well, I don't even think we had, um, I didn't think we had telemedicine then, did we? I mean, it might have yes, been. But, but we weren't like, it was, it wasn't that well developed. Yeah. Um, we weren't, we weren't yeah, set up for we that. Weren't super so savvy. how did you deal with all of that? Because that's sort of a unique problem that people probably don't foresee, but you do have to interact with your um, listeners or your viewers. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Yes. So, you know, if people have some basic questions about like, what are my favorite cleansers? What are, you know, um, my thoughts on certain topics, I yeah. may be able to answer, give them generic responses. But when people have specific questions, you know, like, what is the spot on my face? Or how do I yeah. treat my acne? I, you know, if, if they're in the area, of course, I'll, I'll let them know, that. try to make an appointment here. But um, I'll usually direct them to like an online service somewhere. Ah, yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So you triage Triage I triage. Now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause people ask for a lot of medical information. Oh my gosh. Um, it's insane. It, I know it really is insane. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the other interesting things, um, as a physician, I mean, we know there's a lot of content creators who are influencers as we call them, especially in our space. And I mean, you know, they, they recommend creams because they rubbed it on their face and they thought it felt good. And, you know, I mean, this is obviously totally different, mm -hmm. but when you're creating content, um, I'm just curious, like, how do you prioritize? I know you do a lot of education, mm -hmm. but like, how do you prioritize? You also work with lots of companies, I know. And mm -hmm. so you have a lot of um, partnerships, as yes. we call them. So mm -hmm. kind of talk about that. Do you do more partnerships or more of your own content or how does that work? Yeah, actually, one of the biggest sources of my content ideas is the DMs and comments that I get. If I see repetitive comments uh -huh. about treating hyperpigmentation or repetitive DMs about perioral dermatitis, um, I'm like, people want to know about this stuff. So actually, it's really good fodder for content, um, what people just simply, you know, Ask how you. they engage in your content. Yeah. Um, so that's really my priority. And then I also try to see what's trending out there. You know, slugging was a thing, people doing different you know, skincare trends. So using that as a way to like, you know, comment and giving my perspective, like I just posted a video about 
head and shoulders as a face wash. And there was a very famous influencer who talked about how that was like the best thing for her skin. So I gave my perspective on that. On that, yeah. Um, I could imagine that might be a bit drying. Yes. Yeah. Not not my, my not my first go to. <laughs> not my first go to. Yes. I but, mean, maybe if she had septerm. Right. right. Exactly. I talked about how it's great for like pterosporum yeah. folliculitis. Yeah. Um. And so, anyways, I tried to you know give my spin on you know the benefits of zinc, but but right. you know there's some better alternatives. Yeah. So you know, trying to kind of give my you know educated derm perspective on these things. Yeah. It's hard sometimes because I, I see a lot of dermatologists duetting people. And, you know, there's so, so much misinformation out there. Oh my it's gosh. Really, it, it, I have very, I have a hard time looking at some of it. I'm like, no. I know. No. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's talk, kind of switch gears for a second. Um, I know you're super interested in topical skincare. Yes. And so what kind of things do you think are really like, what's exciting to you? What are some of the new things you're always, I mean, you're, you're like I was 20 years ago, you know, mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. getting something in the mail, always getting something new and having lots of companies come at you, whether it's, you know, devices or, you know, all kinds of interesting things. What kind of exciting things do you see trending in topical skincare? In topical skincare, it's so, you know, it's interesting. People are seeing how impactful the voices of dermatologists are. And we're kind of bringing people back to the basics. Like, let's talk about evidence-based practices. So so people are, you know, really now becoming aware of the importance of sunscreen, the importance of tretinoin, the value of vitamin C. So it, it's it's like, okay, now that's becoming more mainstream. People are understanding yeah. that. So, so I'm trying so to kind like, of what's old is new. What's old is new. I love that. And I love that they're coming back to good things, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, and so, so you know, our goal is to make sure that people are using the basics, the tried and true. Um, but you know, there's always like a lot of other fun things out there. Like I'm a huge fan of acne patches. For, I was just going like, to ask temples. you about acne. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that just because it's so not, you know, irritating to people. Yeah, um, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, drying out the skin. And then um, I'm also been a fan of at home light treatments. I don't know what's what works, but there seems to be more and more evidence coming out with like, you know, red light, LED light treatments. And um, it's interesting. I have a couple of masks that some companies have sent me. Uh, I don't know, honestly, what the best brand is, but, but um, it's, it's, it's fun to try. Yeah. They're super popular right now with the consumer. Yes. And, you know, I think anything you you said it in the very beginning, anything that you can get it to to use at home Mm -hmm. is really a a win-win. You know, people Mm -hmm. really not, don't always have time to go to the dermatologist's office. They don't always have the money to mm-hmm. have the in-office procedures. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I give a lot of credit to the cosmetic companies because mm-hmm. I've seen in my career, which is obviously spans decades at this point, mm-hmm. so much of a commitment by the cosmetic companies to really come out with highly effective products. Yeah. Like it blows my mind. You know, when hyperpigmentation became just a huge, you know, concern and need in the dermatology population. We saw cosmetic companies coming up with very effective topical products that were not prescription. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of the ingredients that we now use that it's just amazing. Yeah. And you can, you can do really well without, without getting hydroquinone now. You can get better without hydroquinone. Yes. And that I feel like has been a huge wave of information on social media. Like all these ingredients, people are now familiar with Tranic, Tranic acid, acid, kojic yeah. acid, Vit- yeah, kojic acid, vitamin C, yeah, yes. all the 
all the tried and trues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that's one of the places. That, you know, the, the cosmetic industry usually steps up to the plate and does something, in my opinion, very extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see, I don't know if you noticed that uh, Neutrogena launched a nutraceutical line last week. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm going to forward you that okay. email when I hang up. Okay. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's, and it's individualized. Like you tell them what you, I think you take a picture and it tells you what you need and then it individualizes it. It's a very mm-hmm. cool concept called, I think it's Skin Savers, but it came out Monday and I was just like, oh, they're so brilliant. Wow. Because that inside out approach and you and I have Mm -hmm. embraced it for many, many years. In fact, I'm going to Paris to the MCAS meeting. And one of the things I'm speaking on is nutraceuticals for skin health and skin beauty. Yes. And I just, I just love the fact that a major company stepped up into that arena Mm because that's, that's a big deal. Yes. And now you're going to see others, I think, follow. I think so. So I, I, I've got to send you that because that's super interesting. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to run out of time without having a little bit of a discussion about the ethical uh-huh. and the professional concerns around social media. I remember those years ago when those, um, I think they were vascular surgeons who published yes. that article. They, mm-hmm. they, they went on and created, if I remember right, they created accounts and then they watched other physicians mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they started sort of they published an article, right? Remind me, they published. They did about, yeah, sort of almost like about the double standard of like female physicians online or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah. like sort of what you shouldn't be doing. And it was mm-hmm. it was the, the bikini. They had said you shouldn't have pictures of you with the bikini. Yes. So then, there, and then a hashtag started trending, yes. med bikini, and all the mm-hmm. young physicians who were on social started doing pictures. Yes. I mean, I thought it's a that backlash. It, yeah, it's a backlash because it's like even male doctors were on there with their bikinis going, "Well, how uh-huh. is it okay with me, but it's not okay for them?" I mean, it was it was such a you know chauvinistic uh, thing yes. to do. But I mean, I I think there are ethical concerns mm-hmm. and there are professional concerns mm-hmm. regarding not necessarily our personal posting, but mm-hmm. you know how people conduct themselves on social media. Mm-hmm. And I will say from the bottom of my heart, I love your content because I think it's highly professional and I think oh, it's extremely you. educational. Oh, and that's you. what I really think is the value of having board certified dermatologists and board certified physicians of other specialties on social media mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is that you do kind of drown out this, this low drumbeat of, you know, influencers and people who perhaps are not as knowledgeable Mm-hmm. as they probably even should be to say mm-hmm. some of the things that they say. Mm-hmm. So I, I give a lot of our young physicians, you being one of them, a lot of credit for being out there. Putting the, you, you put yourself out there. You do. Yep. It gets And I remember vulnerable. during, yeah, I remember also during the um, COVID crisis when you were talking about the COVID vaccine oh, and yeah. people, anti-vaxxers oh, were coming oh, at you. It was madness. It was, yes. yeah, it was... <laughs> Yes, yes. But you went out there because you thought it was the right thing. Mm-hmm. And because you're not only a dermatologist, you're board certified in internal medicine. I remember yes. telling that to you. I'm like, Mamina, yeah. you certainly can speak about vaccines. Yes. You're, you know, but but people can be very brutal and very, you know, opinionated yes. and very harsh. So yeah, like I said, I, I give you guys a lot of credit for really being out there and and take fighting the good fight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> fighting the good fight. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough gig a lot of times because you want to be true. You want to be authentic uh, to your I... voice. And sometimes that can result in, in backlash. And that's kind of a piece of advice I have for people 
um, you know, you gotta, as long as you believe in what you're doing, um, you know, those things won't bother you as much. Like the things that people say won't bother you as much. I mean, yes, it can be disturbing. Um, but, but, you know, every, there's, everyone has opinions. Um, you can't have like the whole world, you know, like you, it's, it's, you have to accept that, you know, some people might disagree with you and that's okay. But if, if you're coming from your educated, authentic voice, then I think that that's really important. Um, and that's really good advice. Yeah. Stay, stay true to who you are. Stay true to who you are. Stay the course. Stay the course. And then also that, like that, in addition to, you know, being professional, it also attracts the type of people that you want to attract you. As long as you're being authentic, you're going to get the right followers. Um, and, and I've also come to learn that the number of followers isn't as big of a deal. It's, it's also the type of followers you have because if the followers really like what you have to say, you're going to have good engagement and that makes your platforms more valuable. Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. It's, it's kind of like I've always said to young physicians, the older you get, the more your practice becomes like you, full mm-hmm. of people like you mm-hmm. because they like mm-hmm. you because they're like you. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, like attracts like. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you don't want everybody. You just want the people that yeah want to hear what you have to say and like exactly. your style and yep. like the way you practice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. listen, time is short, but I'm, so excited for you and i'm so grateful for your time oh yeah and um i hope that i hope that you know you continue to flourish and thrive and thank you and by the way my favorite person on your social today to date is rob I oh love my gosh your he, husband he, he's hilarious he needs to make more cameos he he's so cute yes and he's so into the product he is oh my gosh <laughs> he loves his skincare and i find that people also like it if you add a little bit of personal so i try to balance that professional and personal but but people do like to know a little bit of what's going on in your life like you know post to my sister's baby shower or you know show my husband um so i think you, you guys just find that balance where you're you're mostly professional but you could still show that personal side well, thanks for your time and yes. thanks for all your great advice. And Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I always love talking with you. You too. Thanks everyone for joining us on Skincare Confidential.